Hey everybody, you are listening to the Vocal Advancement Podcast, the podcast for singing teachers by singing teachers, and I am one of your hosts, Tom, and I'm joined by the lovely Heather today. So Adi. <laughs> well that done. That was my poor attempt at tie. <laughs> Very oh. good. You do better than I do with languages. I'm hopeless. That's because you have no idea whether it sounds anything like the actual language or not. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded... It sounded like the Google version. So. Oh, that, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm Googling it and then copying. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I give away your secret? I was going to say, don't give it away, Tom. I'm trying to make I'll out that I that speak out. a thousand languages. <laughs> <laughs> What's today's episode about, Tom? Well, we have a bit of a different episode today. We are rapidly approaching the end of the year. Not currently when we're recording this, but we are, well, we are approaching the end of the year. But at the time of this episode going out, we are just days away from the new year. So we thought we would have a little chat about, you know, business and goals and, you know, all that kind of nice stuff that people start to think about at this time of year as they're kind of reflecting on the year they've had and thinking about the year that they want to have in 2023. Because, you know, 2022 is like, gone. (laughs) I mean, yes. I don't know where the year went. I don't know where the year's gone, no. I mean, it's been nice to have a year where we've been allowed to, you know, see people. That's, <laughs> you know, never thought we'd say that, yeah. really. Bit of a strange one, isn't it? That, you know, we're, we're thankful and grateful for being able to... Being allowed out of our houses. ...move around <laughs> the place. <laughs> yeah. As, well, from a business point of view, you know, as as voice teachers, and I, I run choirs as well, just being able to have a whole year where we've got my choir in the same room is, you yeah. know, fantastic. It's, it's, you know, I don't want to have to ever go back to trying to teach choir on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes me think of, like, trying to herd sheep. say. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to teach a choir on Zoom was just, I mean, I did it, but you're basically, Mm. you become a TV presenter because everyone has to mute themselves. So they're all singing along at home on their own. So you're singing to yourself the whole time. I mean, I managed it. You know me, I can jabber on. I don't need necessarily someone there to talk to. Really, Heather, I would never have thought that about you. (laughs) But it's been so nice to actually hear their voices together and to get out and sing. And then obviously mm. teaching one-on-one as well. It's, you know, I, I really like teaching online, but I like having a variety of some students online, some students in person. So it's been yeah. nice to get that back. And I think as in the way that our, we kind of have gone through our education over the years as, as teachers ourselves, we've been very lucky in that because a lot of the education we did was from America, we you know online lessons remote lessons were just a part of how we learned and it was a part of what we had to do so i kind of feel we were in a very unique position during the pandemic that this was normal for us we were used to it from receiving ourselves and so it was quite easy for us to make that transition to doing it full time where some people you know it was a complete and utter change of you know everything oh, yes i remember reading the voice forums the all these teachers in the early days talking about how on earth am i going to teach a lesson online i'm thinking that's how i've always yeah. learned myself you know and and before the days of you know proper online i'd have phone lessons yeah you know i remember having phone <laughs> lessons with seth riggs 
Um, and he had this weird, I don't even know what it was, like weird triangular speakerphone he had on the top of his piano. And I would phone in and I'd have my lesson over the phone. And so that I, I was doing that when I was like 18. So um, obviously then, you know, I came out of the dark ages and <laughs> Skype arrived. And then I was able to actually see as well as hear, which was amazing. Mm. But because that was our experience, you know, it, it became our teaching experience too. So, you know, I teach students from all over the world. It's not unusual for people to want to do their lesson online. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it's one of the great things about being able to do the lessons online is that you can access all these people around the world that you wouldn't necessarily have access to in your front door. So it does open you up to a world of experiences and opportunities to have some lessons with some truly amazing teachers out Absolutely. there and expand your horizons so yeah it's uh it's uh it's been a, an interesting year or a couple of years watching people adapting to it and seeing that kind of hybrid because i personally closed my studio up at the end of 2019 because uh, my business partner moved so i actually ended up moving all online anyway because the rent in edinburgh is like you know it's like they hold a gun to your head it's like they're robbing you every month for mm. a menu to teach lessons so i had to move online anyway so I felt very lucky that I had made that decision and not was stuck with some, you know, business premise that was costing me a fortune every month and not being able to use it. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Sorry, Heather. That was me. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and it was, it was a financial strain, you know. But you know, we're out of there. That's 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 in the past. We we're not going back there. But actually, not, this but year, we've seen different countries are still handling things slightly differently. And I think in the UK, we were quite gung-ho about let's just get back to normal. So we were definitely one of the first countries that were just like, right, we're fed up of it all. Let's just forget it ever existed and just get on with our lives. Uh, yeah, we've which been very lucky. I was going to say, made me a bit anxious to begin with, but but I very quickly went, actually, this is quite nice. Um but yeah, not all. But is. not every country has been like that. And obviously, because IVA is an international country, and we've got teachers from all over the world, you know, we have continued to do our conferences online. Because although some countries would find it easy to travel, others might not. Um, That's the thing, isn't it? And then add into the add into the mix the pending woes of the world that are apparently coming our way in the next kind of one to two years. It's. Uh, it's a way to kind of try and help people keep costs down by being online as well, because there's obviously not the big massive expenses of flights and hotels and things that are expensive for teachers to shut their studios down. That's and, true. Yeah. And I guess the reason why we're kind of talking about this, because somebody listening to like, what are they wittering on about? But, <laughs> you know, we're kind of just reflecting on the year that we've had in our business and you know, how our business is going to run in the next year and what it is that we want to achieve from our business within the kind of limits or restrictions that are placed on us at the time. It's quite a nice way to think about, you know, what is it that you want to get from your business in the next year? What are your goals for your business in the next year? Do you know what your goals are? You know, some people, I bet, are probably really organized and like, you know, they know their goals, they know when they're going to do them, how they're going to achieve them and what steps they need to get there. And then you have other people like me that on the 3rd of January, like, what totally do I do winging it. <laughs> I have to say, that is something that I am not great at doing is setting specific goals to work towards. Um, I guess I do that as I go along rather than 
setting them at the beginning of the year, but maybe that is something I ought to be doing more of is setting a whole year plan ahead of me and go, this is what I want to do this year. I think personally, you need a bit of both. I think you need some kind of general, this is why, this is where I want to be at the end of the year, you know, like some overarching year plan, but I think you have to adapt and adjust as the year goes because you know life sometimes likes to throw your curveball mm -hmm. you know or something kind of doesn't work out the way you expect it to so you have to be able to react and adjust your goals to get you to that place and so I like having kind of by the end of the year I want to be in this position or I want to have achieved this or you know I want to have done for example like I might want to bring on a second teacher in my business you know, so that could be my overarching goal for the year. But there are lots of things within that, like, you know, you know, because you work with teachers who work for you. You don't just be like, right, I'm going to hire a teacher. And then suddenly you've got like a teacher working for you. Like there's a lot of steps that need to happen before you can hire that teacher. You know, you might need to get a bigger venue. You may need to find clientele to pay for that person's wages. Yeah. So that means marketing. That means all the stuff that's required in place. So just having that kind of goal. To work towards and then understanding what's required can really help you because you know businesses like how do we measure if we're if our business is successful or if it's growing or if it's expanding or it's going into the direction that we want if we don't know what what we want do you know what i mean it's a very good question i guess throughout my life i've uh, i've judged how well my business is going by how much spare cash there is in my bank account. <laughs> Uh, if I look at my car and go, oh, I could afford a really nice holiday, <laughs> then I know I'm doing all right. <laughs> and, you know, I'm at that age now where I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm like, oh, I can up my pension payments. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. That's how dull and boring I am. But, you know, that's a business thing you've got to think about when you're self-employed. You know, I mm -hmm. don't get an automatic pension from being a teacher like you would if you're in a school. I don't know how it works in other countries, but certainly over here, you know, you'll get a basic, real basic state pension when you Hopefully. retire. <laughs> but as a self-employed person, you know, you're not getting anything on top of that. And that basic pension is really, it would be quite difficult to live on that. So um, most people have that supplemented by a pension that, you know, that if they're working for a company, they get. But obviously, being self-employed, you have to think about that yourself. So there's money going in my pension part. You know, I have a private yeah. pension you pay into. So, yeah, so if I'm doing well and I've got a lot of money in my bank account, I'm now going, oh, I'll my, up my uh, pension payment. I can put more in each month. And that's how I'm gauging whether I'm doing all right. Is if I could up my pension. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, that in itself, though, is a measure of success because you know that you have the studio is generating enough income to be in that position to be able to do that, you know, that's not it. to mention the tax breaks that come with that too, as well. But, well, yes, that's true. <laughs> you know, my financial advisor every year is like, you need to put more in, you need to put more in. I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay. If you don't need the money, it's better off in the pension. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Tax, tax, I mean, and tax benefits and also for your future. But what is it that business, so like, you know, an IVA, let's talk about IVA. You know, we think about ourselves as in like, where do we want to be at the end of the year? What products do we want to offer? What new education do we want to offer? Do you know, do we want to expand into a new marketplace? Do we want to expand into a different delivery of education or 
you know, do we want to bring in more staff? Like, so we set goals, like a new program, for example, and then we look at all the steps that are required to get to that new program, you know? So we need to bring in a new member of the staff to deal with this and do with that. So like that helps us to plan for the year so that we can do stuff successfully and deliver it in a way that makes sense. Because otherwise we just kind of meander through the year and be like, okay, well, you know, it's June, what are we doing now? What's next? Yeah. But without that plan and those goals, like we can't run our business in a succinct, I can't say the word, can't say it. Goodness me. Succinct. Thank you. That's the one. That was the most unsuccinct pronunciation of succinct. Better than mine. Just the first, the first, the first, the first. Succinct. Succinct. Sean Connery's in the house. That's it. But yeah, and you know, like when I when for my own personal studio, like I might be thinking this year, like maybe it's time to get a new website. So my goal for the business this year might be like to you know launch a new website and you know refresh the information and put new information into it and and add to that so having that kind of sit down and because actually i don't know what i want to work on until i've looked at what has and hasn't worked during this year so you know you got to reflect on where you've come from because that's your measure of okay this was great this was really good so i can build on this or yeah that was crap so that needs to be fixed because i'm losing i'm losing clientele because that's not great do you know what i mean yeah absolutely i mean i think this year i have as we had discussions previously i've embarked on you know building my social media presence (laughs) (laughs) don't you love it (laughs) oh no well although I, i i i have love hate relationships with <laughs> because one minute it seems to be going all right and then another minute it, something's not quite working anymore mm-hmm. um like i've noticed recently my tiktok views aren't particularly good at the minute but i after a, a conversation we had i started uploading some videos to youtube shorts and those are getting significantly better views mm. so i do wonder whether that may be my platform choice or whether i'm just getting an initial spurt there and then those views will tail off who knows um but i guess my goals for next year is to continue down that path and commit decent enough time to it to really work out whether it's benefiting me and my business in any way whatsoever (laughs) then there's no point (laughs) exactly Exactly. And I guess like you have to have some kind of goal or target there so that you can measure whether it's worth your time. Because, you know, like as we spoke about in our the TikTok episode that we did, like it's all very well doing the work. And as we said, it takes a lot of time and effort to be kind of present and consistent on these platforms. But if it's not doing anything for your business other than getting you a load of likes, then you have to question whether it's worth it or not. Yeah, You know, absolutely. as your time spelt better somewhere else doing something that is more constructive for building your business because you you know at the end of the day you want to bring people through the door for lessons with yourself and your teachers and you want you know bums on seats and choir rehearsals and and the other workshops and stuff that you do so you have to figure out if that's working for you you know is it getting people to come because you know we've talked about this and we'll you'll see in future episodes in the podcast where we interview some some IVA teachers who are very you know very popular 
on social media and talking about the success that it's brought them in their studios and you know one teacher in particular who's i mean like 1.6 million on tiktok i think at the time of filming this how it's they've now basically built an entire studio of iva teachers off this success and yeah it's amazing and so for you you kind of have to look at that and say like well am i getting that success from this is it worth it or am i better doing something I else at, i think i'm at 700 subscribers on this. <laughs> <laughs> i've got a way to go to hit that million odd mark <laughs> well you know it it might seem far off but these days people can grow so but quickly do you know what i've started doing i started when i've seen someone who's got lots and lots of followers i've started scrolling back through their history mm -hmm. to try and find how many views their early videos got <laughs> yeah just to re you know, kind of reassure myself. I'm like, ooh, look, there's a video that only got 300 views. <laughs> yeah. Because all of their, you know, most recent stuff, oh, look, they're getting like 500,000 views minimum. But it wasn't always that way. So you've got to, you've got to, I guess, persevere, which is why I'm like, I've got to stop myself from giving up too early and yes. continue with it to give it enough of a time to potentially build momentum. Absolutely. And I mean, even then I see like big channels or big, you know, people that have lots of followers that put the odd video every now and then and it tanks, it gets like a thousand views and they have a million followers. And it's just, it's just one of these things. Some things take off and some things don't mm. and kind of getting out that mindset of instant gratification. And we talked about this with Lynn, you know, in our podcast episode about the instant gratification that we want on social media. You know, we want to put a video out, we want a million followers and we want like $6 million deals like overnight because that's the way the internet's kind of training our brains and our attention spans to be, but it does take time and hard work and effort. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, it's great to do it, but you've got to understand what it means for your business. Like what is it going to add to your business and, and how is it going to help your business grow? Because you want, and you know, like we all want to, we all do this to help people. Don't we? Like we want, we love helping people with their voices and, and becoming better singers and reaching their goals and dreams and that, but we still got to pay the bills and, you know, pay the mortgage, yeah, put food on the table, money in that pension pot, in that <laughs> pension pot. So you can pay your future bills. Maybe a lady of <laughs> leisure in my 80s, because that's probably when we'll be allowed to retire. These days. Yeah, if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah. But that's, but, but, I mean, that's a good example, Like even though we're laughing. It's a great example of a long-term goal is to be retired and be comfortable in your retirement. And the only way that you're going to get there is to either win the lottery or to work your business and invest your money wisely. This is not financial advice. Please don't take this as financial advice. I was going to say, don't take financial <laughs> advice off us. We are not qualified to give financial advice. Exactly. <laughs> but we can only we can only illustrate our personal situations. <laughs> That's it. Um, but but that, I mean, that, so, that is a motivator. I mean, I remember yeah. when I was younger, one of the motivations I had to bring other teachers into my studio was that I knew at some point I wanted to have children. Mm -hmm. So that motivated me to build a business model that could sustain itself whilst I went off on maternity leave for nine months. Absolutely. I mean, you I don't think I managed nine months. I think I only did about six months because I was itching to get back to work. But, you know, that is typical for those of you listening from outside of the UK. That is the typical length people take is nine months off work when they have a child and actually most people get, have a year they take extra time but we'll have nine months of maternity leave paid 
Um, and so I had not only kind of motivated myself to save up enough money that I had money to spend on maternity leave, uh, but also I built up a business that could sustain itself so that I mm -hmm. could then come back and my business would still be there and still be running. So that was a motivator. I think those big life moments do motivate you slightly mm -hmm. in business to kind of think, how can I do this? And so now <laughs> we're old, we're thinking about, mm, at some point, we might want to stop working. Yeah. <laughs> how are we going to be able to afford that? So now that is our kind of our motivation. Um, if you're a young whippersnapper out there who's, you know, just starting out, 18-year-olds, you know, like I was at one point, I didn't think about any of that stuff at that point. I just wanted enough money to go out on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's life for you <laughs> yeah but that you know and as you say like your goals just naturally evolve as we get older you know our goals change to living in the moment to thinking about the future and yeah. how we want to live our future and our business is a tool for making that future hopefully as comfortable as possible absolutely and for those people starting out as well in their business like they may have aspirations like they may look at more established teachers like yourself that have four or five teachers working for them and have multiple choirs and like they want to get themselves to that position because it, like you they maybe want to go and have children but don't want their business to shut down you know or they may need to go and take care of an elderly relative and so they're not able to work as much but they still need the income coming in so creating the business like you say the business model that produces that passive income for them so that they can go and live their life or you know things that they want to do and getting there but having those like you need goals to understand that like what 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 will it take for me to get to that position and and what steps do i need to take to to work toward getting to that position you know yeah. because otherwise you're just kind of flailing around in the dark hoping that you land there absolutely i think patience is important too mm. do you think some people are easy to give up because it's not working immediately um and and so actually that's where a year-long plan is probably a good idea because then you can go right i've got a year to achieve this rather than i want this next week thank you very much yeah you know some you... things are just not achievable in the show no, that's it when you first start teaching and you're trying to build up enough clientele maybe you're you've got a, a full-time job somewhere else and you're trying to convert to being a full-time teacher and you're trying to build your own private studio it's unlikely that 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 will be done in a matter of a few months. You know, you're looking yeah. a few years before you may have built up a business that is healthy enough for you to give up entirely your day job. Um, but having that longer term plan of, right, after a year, I want to maybe only work my day job three days a week mm -hmm. and teach two days a week. You know, I want to build up that much is a realistic goal to have. Yeah. And, you know, that was my position. I was full-time working for a charity doing IT and communications and marketing and was teaching kind of just evenings and weekends. And my goal was to cut down to part-time and do part-time teaching, part-time IT work. Yeah. Because uh, that is much better than singing. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it, at least at the time when I was starting out. But like I needed to have a plan because I needed to say, right, this is these are my monthly bills. This is the you know this is what I've got to cover. This is what my singing needs to cover. Sorry, this is what my teaching singing needs to cover for me to be in the position to give up you know two and a half days of full time work. 
and I couldn't get to that place without that goal because I, I, otherwise I wouldn't know, am I there yet? Like, can I do it now? And I might have ended up cutting down too soon and then not being able to pay my bills. Right. So because I had that plan, because I had that goal and I knew what was required, I knew when I reached the threshold and could say, right, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, and that's important too because otherwise you might start to get used to having that extra income, <laughs> mm-hmm. that money on nice. top of your regular job and you might never take the leap to go do you know what actually and you do you have to gauge when you're in that position where you're moving from a full-time job somewhere else to trying to be self-employed as a voice teacher yeah you, you can't do it you can't work seven days a week forever you will burn out it's not realistic so you need to know okay once I've got this many regular clients I am earning equivalent to doing a day in my day job so once I've got that many, I can quit a day of my day job and I will still be as well off as I was to begin with. So I, I mm-hmm. know I can live on that much money. Um, and the yeah. more you do that, the more you get more time available because you need the time for, mar- like you say, marketing as well. It's, yeah. It takes up time. People don't necessarily factor that in. They go, right, well, I've got three students to teach on top of my day job. But it's not just three hours on top of your day job, is it? Because yeah. you need, you know, at least double that because you've also got to be working on all those other things behind the scenes if you want to build it further. Absolutely. And recognizing as well, though, that as your teaching business grows, the amount of admin grows at the same time because then it becomes dealing with emails from people, inquiring about lessons, rescheduling lessons. And even if you use like an online scheduler like Acuity or something like that, there's still an amount of, like, and you know this, there's still an amount of admin that you have to go through where people send you questions. I want to do this. How much is this? Because people don't always read the information. They just, no. they can be lazy. They just hit the contact form and say, hey, hey, how much are lessons? What days are you available? I was just going to say, I've, just had, I've had two this morning people, <laughs> emails come through my choir website. So they've been to my website <laughs> mm-hmm. where it's quite clearly laid out all the information they could possibly find. And they've both asked me about, well, how much does it, cost to join the choir well if they clicked on the tab that said (laughs) (laughs) prices (laughs) not prices exactly (laughs) (laughs) but you know sometimes you just have to hold people's hands (laughs) yeah and that's fine that's fine you know because sometimes these people are turn out to be the most passionate and dedicated people well that's it exactly if you can hold the hand a little bit on the way they they may become a lifelong you know customer yeah, but going back to what we were saying, like it, it's just important to recognize that all these things are required and you can only do that when you've got your goal and your target and you're able to measure the points, you know, okay, I'm at the point where I can do it now. I can go and give up part-time or, you know, I'm at the point now where I've got enough clientele to make the hire of a second teacher. You know, I've got a big enough waiting list. I've got enough people that I can start to put business their way and start to earn an income from their teaching. And so you you set the goal and then you, you think about the kind of, because it's always, it's easier to track your goals if you have some kind of figure attached to it or some kind of clear outcome, you know, like new website launched is a clear outcome or making $4,000 a month so I can quit my job kind of thing. So having that kind of target attached to it makes it much easier for you to measure when you reach that and that you know you're ready, that goal is tick. Because we like, I like, I don't know about you, but I love ticking off. <laughs> Done. Check. I love lists that yeah. I can cross things off. Mm-hmm. 
I use my my uh, to do list makes a very satisfying ping noise when you tick it. It's lovely. <laughs> it's I know. Just... I'm all about the pen and paper. I like to physically see. Oh, I do that as well. Draw yeah. a line through it. In fact, I like it so much that when I've done something that wasn't on the list in the first place, I'll add it to the list just so that I can cross it up. <laughs> oh, I thought I was the only person that did that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so are we setting are we setting our listeners a challenge, Tom then? Yes. So I'm going to put in the show notes for this episode, I'm going to put a little workbook that has just some questions to Ooh. kind of prompt and help people think about how, so they can reflect on the year they've had, they can think about the year that's coming up and what they want to work on. And then just kind of some information, maybe how to structure their goals with kind of targets so that it's achievable. Because that just, that's another point just to quickly hit on is that when you're thinking about your goal, sometimes the goal is too big and so therefore it's scary you don't quite you never quite get there because it's scary and off-putting so sometimes we need to recognize that a goal is actually made up of smaller sub goals or set steps that help to get you there you know if i mm -hmm. like if i have a goal i want to be a billionaire like that's an awfully scary goal to try i mean <laughs> An awfully scary goal. It's a great goal to have. <laughs> it's fabulous, you know, yeah. And I'm hopeful that in the next three years that, you know, I'll be checking that box. Take that one off. But, you know, there's <laughs> like, that's such a big goal. And so I don't think that I could handle that in my brain without like, okay, well, I need to find a better paying job first or <laughs> learn how to invest. <laughs> to get, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Win the lottery. Win the lottery. <laughs> That was a recent jackpot in the States. The lottery was like $1.02 billion. I was oh just like, that's word. obscene. That is obscene. Nobody needs that much money. I was trying to figure out how to play it in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> then I would become wow, a philanthropist wow. for, oh dear, I can't speak today. A <laughs> You'd have to learn to say it first. <laughs> <laughs> One of those nice people that give all their money away to good causes. Yes. I think I'd have to be if I had that much money. It's just ridiculous amounts of money. Nobody you needs could, that oh, much here, money. You could, uh, think of all the voice research you could fund with that much money. I could fund voice research. That's all. Oh, you could there, start there your own go. institute of voice research. I could. All right, let's win that lottery, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the goal list. <laughs> win the lottery to establish research. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we'll put a worksheet in the, the show notes and there's some stuff in there that will help you to prompt and think about your business and what you want to achieve in it. Like it's worth adding to, like it doesn't just need to be like business goals, like, you know, more money or working less hours, stuff like that. It can be like your own personal education as a voice teacher and your own I development. Was, you know, I was just going to say, so especially when you're starting out, but also later on, you know, part of my goals every year is to to learn something new mm. to make sure that i am keeping up to date with things to learn new skills you know you, those of you listening may or may not know that i'm i'm in the middle of a master's at the moment doing a master's degree uh, just to, more than anything else to motivate me to keep learning and to keep researching to keep finding new things out because i think the moment we stop learning we stagnate mm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and it's not good. So I'm, yeah, I'm constantly searching out ways to, you know, continual professional development, continue to learn. I don't think we, we should ever stop personally. 
I think so, especially in this day and age where there's all new stuff comes out all the time, new research, new findings and everything like that, that can explain or can help further your own skills as a teacher. You know, yeah. I mean, my... that, that's what inspired us to get all these these guest speakers in, yeah. not just for our podcast, obviously, it's well, fun to uh, interview them for the podcast, <laughs> but to, to do these classes um, for teachers. And I mean, at the beginning, it was the idea was to do it for just our IVA teachers who were on one of our um, teacher training courses. But we soon realized that this there's no reason why this couldn't be open for anybody to attend. Absolutely. And so they are. And we've had people, you know, come along to these classes that just want to learn just a little bit of what's going on in the vocal world. Um, and I found them all fascinating. <laughs> like I say, I'm. I, I just like to learn what's happening. I like to learn new things. So I love listening to all these different speakers talk about what research they've been doing, what they've been working on. Um, it's, yeah, fascinating. And that, for me, I like watching them to see how other teachers work with students. So, you know, because often they'll be more experienced in a certain area or have a certain expertise. And so seeing how they handle mm. situation or a specific issue that a singer might have, that really helps me as a teacher because then I can go and apply that to situations that I have that maybe didn't know the answer to. And I mean, we've talked at length in other episodes about referring out to other people, but also just having some mm. understanding and an empathy with what a student's going through from seeing what other people are doing is really helpful. Absolutely. And I was thinking, so like, you know, you're saying you're doing your master's in development. I was thinking about my kind of goal mm. for myself in my business and that, is one kind of specifically relating to me as a teacher. Like I had COVID sadly this year. I had avoided it for like almost three years mm -hmm. and then little pesky bugger got Finally me. got you. It got me. And it left me with some lasting voice issues. And so that kind of highlighted to me when I was teaching eventually. I mean, it took like three and a half months before I could actually teach again because my voice was just such a mess after it. But I need to be taking more regular lessons as part of my own development. You know, I need to be working on my own voice so that I can demonstrate what I want for my students. I can give them sounds that they can then use to imitate and understand what it is that I'm asking them to do. And so that's kind of my goal for my business as a voice teacher is right. to take more regular lessons and work on my own voice and development and, you know, also fix some of the COVID issues that I still have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, as well as being voice teachers, we're all singers. Yeah. And uh, if nothing else, it's fun to sing. <laughs> yeah, so we probably should be motivating ourselves to do more singing and to work on our own voices so that we can, you know, achieve our own vocal goals. Absolutely. And yeah. there's, I mean, there's so many studies now coming out about the effects of singing on mental health, the effects of when you're singing, the endorphins that it releases into your brain, how it mm -hmm. can help with depression, anxiety. You know, and we're not suggesting that you need to go out and become the next Celine Dion and Mariah Carey and tour the world, but just singing in your house, having fun, you know, in the shower in the morning, in the car, cutting the grass to my neighbor's astonishment. <laughs> <laughs> right, Do you know, I love I nothing more than after a long teaching day. It could be like 10 p.m. And uh, just before I go home, I'll I'll put a few sneaky karaoke tracks on and just mm. have a little good old sing song before I go home because I, uh, I love it. It's I used to do fun. that too. I used to love it because the studio <laughs> I was in, 
like you, there was nobody about so you could turn the music up loud you could have a good old sing song or that- sometimes i would like a student would come in with a song and i'd be like oh oh i like that i want to go that yeah no the side of the piano for 10 o'clock when you finish teaching and then it's like hit that karaoke track that's it i love yeah. it it's good though it's like i i like it's good to blast off a little bit of you know stress let the stress out and just but i also i quite liked it because you know it was nice to walk in the student's shoes a little bit and see okay so this this is why they were having trouble with this section okay this is why this section yeah. is scary kind of thing you know like it it just really helped you to Absolutely. walk in their shoes yeah totally sorry my phone's ringing <laughs> distracting me that'll be your financial advisor get those pension <laughs> up i'll be a salesperson yeah try to sell me <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's our episode on goals and businesses. And it's just, it's that time of year when it's helpful to think about these things. And it's helpful to just know, like, what do you want from your business? Like, why, why are you doing it? What do you want from it? How do you know when you've achieved it? Absolutely. And what it means for and your you life. Know, if you're listening to this way in the future, because people find these things way after they've come out, uh, there's no need to wait until, you know, December, January mm. to set your goals. You can do it at any time of the Absolutely. year. You can set goals whenever you're ready. Um, you know, set yourself some targets. Yeah. And you and, can change your goals as you achieve them. You know, you achieve it. Tick, next, next step. What's the next step up? That's it. So, yeah. you know, it's in don't the, dilly dally, as we yeah. say. Don't dilly Just dally. get on with it. Don't dilly dally. It's a nice phrase. I like that. <laughs> At least I can say it as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yes. Well, I hope this has been inspiring for people. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to going away and planning the rest of my goals for the year. Yes. I shall do the same. We should. And then, let's, you know, we might check in it. in the later episode. I was going to say, and then next year. We'll see how we did. Yeah, we'll see if we're retired with that <laughs> institute lottery win. See whether you're a billionaire yet. Spoiler alert, I'm not quite sure it's going to happen. <laughs> you never so, know. You never, well, never. that's the thing, never say never. Dream big. Mm-hmm. What is it they say? Dream big and... Um, Dream big and dare something. I can't remember what it is. If I remember, I'll find that. I'll put it in the show notes. There's a spirit, there's an expression. It's like dare to dream. Oh, dare to dream big. That's it. Dare to dream big. Yeah. 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 So anyway, if you've been enjoying this episode, we would love if you would leave us a little review. You know, go to your favorite place to find your podcasts. You make sure you subscribe so you can get in to see all these other interesting presenters that are coming up throughout the year. And uh, yeah, do leave us a review because it really does help with the ratings and help more people to find us and enjoy the shenanigans. And uh, we haven't said it for a while, but if you do want to see the videos of this, because these are all filmed in glorious Technicolor, you can get them on our YouTube channel and you can see all the shenanigans that go on behind the scenes. Absolutely. And if, if continued professional development is on your list of goals, don't forget to check out all of the courses that IVA offer by visiting our website. Yeah, vocaladvancement.com and we'll put some links in the description below and you know because we're feeling nice we'll pop a little discount code in there as well so if you do want to come to one of those webinars you can have a little money off from us. Oh, Merry Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, nice to chat and uh, take care of yourselves and we will see you again soon in the future. We'll see you next year. Bye bye. <laughs>